Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Pentecost Sunday to you. This is a day we think of as the birth of the church when the Holy Spirit came upon the believers and the followers of Christ in that room, and then it spread and it spread and it spread uh, to us even this day, 2022 years later. So that is a wonderful thing. Good morning to everyone that is online, uh, whether you're with us live on YouTube or Facebook or CCM online, or maybe you're with us uh, later on this week on our podcast. We're grateful you're here with us. You're here for a celebration, not only of a Pentecost Sunday, but also as we celebrate our amazing graduates today. And so we're excited for that. So thank you so much for being with us. Friends at home, if you haven't already, we'll be receiving communion later on. So make sure to get yourselves uh, some bread or some crackers and some juice, and we'll receive communion together later. Blessed. Son of God, you're with me in this place. Seated so far above, yet with us in this place, you
Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed, ignorant, or misunderstand. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them, and there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. You can read with us if you like. Mm -hmm. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit, a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as God determines. Amen. Amen. You guys can go ahead and be seated. So, uh, starting today on Pentecost Sunday, we're going into our summer series, and we're going to spend some weeks just talking about the Holy Spirit. Sound, sound like good? sound like a good plan? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think so. I I think a good place to start may be just to evaluate our own uh, individual place. Um, how open do you feel you are with the Holy Spirit and how, even even in talking about or hearing that, that we we're going to spend several weeks talking about the Holy Spirit, what might that be doing in you? And just consider that. Like, do, do you have an apprehensive feeling? Um, do you have an unknown feeling? Uh, or are you excited about it? So those are just some things to pay attention to. And be and, as honest as you're able to with God, because mm -hmm. God can work with our honesty. That's right. right. If we pretend we're excited and we're not, just say that to God. I don't know if I'm excited about this. <laughs> right? And, uh, and so that, have a real conversation with God around yeah, these things. Yeah, so this is, a, this is an interesting scripture. This is where we want to start today. Is the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians here, chapter 12. Um, he starts this, he makes this comment that uh, some versions say, I don't want you to be ignorant. Um, some, that <laughs> don't in be verse ignorant. One, Everybody say that. So, don't be ignorant. Which seems like pretty rough language, right? But in the truest sense of the word, he's just saying, I want you to be aware of the, Holy, the activity of the Holy Spirit. I think some of us in the room or online might be saying, I don't really know much at all about the Holy Spirit, if anything, uh, as Claire mentioned earlier. And then some of us uh, feel like we've been immersed in the presence of the Holy Spirit, perhaps, uh, but there's still so much more. I think that that's the one thing that we all realize is the activity of the Holy Spirit in one's life takes us to places that God desires if we allow that to happen in our lives. Now, when he makes this comment here, were you going to say something? No, you go ahead. Okay. When he makes this comment here about that he doesn't want us to be ignorant, um, one thing to know is what you don't know may not hurt you. That's the truth. There's Christians that live their whole Christian life not really paying much attention to the Holy Spirit, but understand this, it may not hurt you kind of in a 
painful sense, but it certainly would be hindering to you in a great way or to me by being ignorant. So in other words, the reason why we want to pay attention to the activity of the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit do in a life, what are the possibilities in your life and mine, um, is because we want to live fully into the, what God created us to be and who God created us to be, right? Okay. Amen. Amen. That's, yeah, that's amen. worthy of an amen. Yeah, so Claire and I, we've got uh, quite a library at home, and one of the things that we have is we have a lot of books on um, the Holy Spirit. We've got a lot of books. We probably have about maybe 100 books, I would estimate, just about the Holy Spirit. And books on the Holy Spirit uh, kind of fall into three different categories. So the, the first category is it, it will never happen here books. Right. There's those books. Uh, there are the books that, like, they explain why things like the gifts of the Spirit are not going to happen in their life and why they shouldn't happen in yours. Um, it's kind of rooted in what's known theologically as dispensational thinking. It's this thought that the Holy Spirit's activity on planet Earth basically stopped when all the apostles in the early church died because it just wasn't needed anymore. The problem with this is uh, there's no good evidence for, for that. Uh, and throughout history, there's all kinds of uh, things that have happened and revivals have started and even people that didn't believe in the Holy Spirit uh, started revivals because of what the Holy Spirit did in their life. So um, in, in short, there's those books. So uh, that's kind of a, a funny category. Then there's the more testimonial book. It's these books are the, it happened to me, whatever <laughs> it is, right? Like, and I love even the language in Acts chapter 2 where the scripture says it was like a flame. Everybody on say their Leica. Head. It was Leica. Leica. It was not, God did not burn their heads up. It was like a flame. It's, right. The Holy Spirit is so much more than our language can comprehend. All we can do is do a Leica. Yes. Like a wind, like a flame, right? Exactly. So uh, there's those books. They're the descriptive books of it happened to me, whatever it is. Again, like it could be a lot of different stuff. Uh, I would say it, it's happened to me happened throughout to me. my life. Maybe you could say it happened to you, whatever it is, and maybe it keeps <laughs> happening. Um, but they're testimonial books, and they're encouraging. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just like you kind of just... Uh, it's more like it happened to me, and I wish it could happen for you. So it kind of leaves you longing, like, well, that's great that it happened for you. I wish that would happen for me. And then the third type of book, these are my favorite books. These are the it happened to me or how it happened to me, and now how I can embrace and adapt what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in my life and yours, the attempt. I want to attempt to live in the presence of God. I want to be open. I love what, uh, I, I passed over this quote of John Wimber's. This is what he says. He says, we don't seek God's power. We seek God's presence. So as Claire told us a little bit ago, the presence of God manifests in our life. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit, okay? God's power and everything else that is needed is found in God's Presence. Although we have sure loved when God's power has shown up mm -hmm. uh, in very, you know, significant ways. Like yeah. when you were healed of that weird thing that you yeah, had. That was your, one of those it moments. It for was me. the it yes. moment. I mean, he was waking up every morning crawling down the hallway with swollen knees and ankles. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, we just didn't even know what to think of all these things, and, and it was really difficult. And then we were in a meeting with some friends, and this friend said, there's somebody that's been struggling with swollen knees and ankles every day so badly that you're crawling. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know, because I do that. And um, anyway, you, I've you always guys loved going to meetings that. with Claire when she like is in deep pursuit of something like um, that was one of those moments. She said, we really need to go to this thing. There, this person is going to be praying for healing and praying for And I was scheduled for things. surgery on Tuesday. Yes. And Claire said, let's go. I've got surgery coming. This was in Grand. <laughs> we were living here. The meeting was in Grand Rapids. And um, sure enough, this has happened multiple times. Uh, Claire, it's like she ushers me to, to supernatural <laughs> moments. She's like, an Don's usher. like I know I've yes. been to those meetings with yes. her too. And she, it's uh, dangerous. she, she comes back still needing to go to the hospital, but he's days, healed. But I like, felt okay, great. I felt me, great. Jesus, yeah. Over here. I mean, I was happy for him, but so anyway, <laughs> So a couple things. One but of the we things... seek God's presence, not God's power. Right. And, it, 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 and that power manifests in the hospital in a different way. Exactly. Everything we need Everything shows we need. up, including God's power in one God's way presence. or another. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, oh, do you don't want me to go there yet? No, okay. but that's okay. I, just a couple of things. I think one of the things to consider for all of us is. So I gave my life, uh, Claire and I, I gave my life to Christ when I was 18, but I you was surrounded. You notice how he stopped that? I did. Because he and I just had a conversation last she night. Said, it was kind of like a story. spicy conversation. It was, it was intense know? fellowship. Because there's people who yeah. think they know what happened to you, but it was not what happened to you. It's what happened to him. And, and something else happened for me in the backseat of that car, but it was a different kind of thing than what happened for you. There's a lot of people that are wondering what you're talking about, about the backseat of the car right now. Like your head is like going places that you're not giving enough information. Sean and Kathleen's Ford Fiesta, driving with them. There was a, there was a supernatural encounter that took you one way yes. and me another. Yes. Okay. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Are is you there done a, now? Is there a hanky up here? Anyway, I just want to say this. So... Um, before I gave my life to Christ, I had a lot of friends that were Christ followers. And I noticed, one of the things I've noticed in hindsight is, um, and I think this is the truth for us, uh, those of us that have been serving Christ for a long time, uh, I'm challenged with even this concept. So I had my friends, they were, the guys that were closest to me were all Christ followers, like from little kids, right? They grew up in the church. And um, all of them, came from this cessational or dispensational thinking. In other words, the Holy Spirit's activity wasn't manifesting in outward ways as far as they were concerned. And that's like the what, healing that you received. Right, that's what they were sharing with me. I, I, I would read the scripture with them at times, and I'd think, man, that's just kind of crazy. Um, Seems like Jesus is walking around, and he's praying for people, and people are getting healed. And then in the book of Acts, there's all kinds of this stuff going on. Not just healing, all kinds of things going on. It's like... It's wild. Well, it Have you like ever read the, the book of Acts? It Why? is one so, wild so, beginning of a church. Right. And then I, I literally got healed before I gave my life to Christ physically. Oh, yeah. Show him your finger. 
He still has a sign. <laughs> it's great. Go like this and show him. Okay, so he, he had a broken Just, finger. He got healed. His brother laid hands on him and healed to pray for healing, and his finger got healed, but God left it bent so that he'd never forget. <laughs> anyway, that's why, yeah. There you go. It's, it's I didn't get my finger healed. You didn't. What's you didn't. Up? Fortunately, anyway. you didn't break it either. But uh, <laughs> So anyway, um, so... I had these manifestations happening. So what, hap- what happened, I noticed, like with my friends, is it, it was almost like the Holy Spirit. They would mention the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't like the Holy Spirit was doing anything. Like the Holy Spirit wasn't active in their life. It's the part of the Godhead that's relegated yeah. to the basement in some particular streams. Yeah, and I think the disadvantage for those of us that have given our life to Christ a long time ago or were raised in the church is we need to be careful, and maybe this is true of us, is we're really not even living with any kind of expectancy or expectation. Like, like for instance, when I first gave my life to Christ, it was like I was going around, we were praying for everything. We we're praying for dogs Pray for refrigerators, to, you know, things that's not out of God, heal my washing God, machine. God, this, this piece of whatever machinery, this car that we paid Has $35 for. Has anybody ever prayed for a piece of machinery and it got fixed? Yeah. I know it's yeah. happened to me too. Yeah. You know, there's this cool scripture where uh, when the Israelites are going across the desert, um, uh, you know, when, they, when they've left Egypt, that the scripture says that their sandals weren't wearing out. Right. It's like there's more than one way to, to pay the bills, right? You just yeah. don't need new sandals. So we would pray for, you know, our checkbook and pray for people. People are getting healed. And then, you know, then all of a sudden I have, like, Christians that start telling me, well, that's kind of not supposed to happen. It's like, well, it <laughs> seems like it's supposed to happen. So I just say this. When we approach the gifts of the Spirit, when we approach the activity of the Holy Spirit, I would say maybe the most important thing is that we have an open heart mm. and that we pay attention to what the Holy Spirit may be trying to do. And we let life. God be God on God's own terms. Mm-hmm. Like we don't tell God what to do, but we do yeah. pray, right? We do pray to see what God might do. Yeah. I remember when my sister was dying and I um, wanted to pray for her to be healed and I specifically heard God say to me, I want you to pray for her to open her heart to me. And that's what happened. And she went home to be with Jesus. And, you know, sometimes we think we know. We, we don't want God to be God on God's own terms. We want, you know, it's like, okay, God, here, here you go. Here's the, here's the deal. Heal me so I don't have to get surgery on Tuesday. And then, what, he just went right past me to the knees and ankles to my right. Yeah. And this is God. God is spirit. And there is something so wonderful about knowing that the spirit of God is even moving in this place right now and knows what it is you need and actually knows how to meet your need better than you can imagine. So even when you're asking for something, just know that God will be God on God's own terms. We'll be led by one thing or another. Right. So um, there's basically two kinds of evidences um, of God's activity in our life. One of them is much more open, but they're both important. Okay? The first is the logical evidence. 
This is, this is um, like my friends, they would call it, they had a burden from God. They just had a burden for something. Like they might have had a burden for me um, because I wasn't a Christian. So they would, you know, they had a burden that I would give my life to Christ. Or they would say, you know, I was reading the scripture and there was something that was highlighted to me. It just kind of came out. Um, and uh, they would talk about mentors that they had or, you know, Christ followers that were more mature than them and how they, you know, felt like they received something from those folks. Um, and then the big one for them, I noticed, was they were paying a lot of attention to open doors. And you, there's evidence for that in the scripture, but that's really just kind of a logical approach, right? These are logical things, doors open. I love what uh, David White says about one of his friends, though. He says, you know, yeah, he tells me that uh, David, David White is an author, speaker. Anyway, he says, yeah, I've got this friend. He says to me, he says, yeah, sometimes God closes the door on me. And he says, and sometimes God closes the door on me and my fingers are still in the door. Did you ever have that happen? So sometimes God communicates to us through doors closing too, right? But that, that's a big, but that's kind of a real logical approach. And that's probably how most of us most of the time approach God. Like this makes sense. I'll do right. that. This makes sense. This is wise. Those are good gifts. Right. And then there's But we want to be open. We want to be open to the experiential evidence. As the, well. That's right. The things that I mean, think about this. Um, because I noticed my friends, for instance, it's like part of what became a very restrictive container to them was their uh, their doctrine and their theology. Don't hear what I'm not saying, because doctrine and theology are important. But when the evidence of God's activity, like, for instance, I was seeing healings. I couldn't explain it scripturally. I got healed before I gave my life to Christ. I didn't have a theology for that. Think about the early church. They weren't, they weren't going around. They didn't have a Bible and they got all kinds of experiential examples of God moving in their life that they couldn't deny. Pay attention to the experiences that happen in your life because many times God is trying to communicate to us through those experiences. And, you know, one of the things for Scott and I, we were kids when we gave our lives to Christ. Uh, you know, we were 18 years old. You might have been still 17. I can't remember. But um, we, we had this opening of something we couldn't even imagine. I was coaching a cheerleading team, and this girl um, lost her sight, and her boyfriend drove her over to our house because he didn't know what to do. And we didn't know what to do. We prayed. She received her sight back. We, we, didn't even, we didn't know what scripture to look up. We didn't know what to do. All we did was like, we, we don't know what, okay, Jesus, she doesn't have any sight here. It's interesting because they were so young, they didn't go to the hospital. They came to our house, the youth directors, right, the coach for the cheerleading mm -hmm. team. And it's fascinating yeah. to me that sometimes when we, um, we are beyond, we transcend our own logic, amazing things can happen. Yeah. Logic does great things, but we also right. need experiences. A, yeah, a great, a great example of this scripturally, there's, there's so many, um, but a great example of this scripturally is the, is, is the blind person who gets healed and then he's asked, 
how did you get healed? And he said, I, I don't know. All I know is I was blind and now I can see. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. And you better believe that that guy in the scripture goes on to tell us that he was in pursuit suddenly because of an experience he had that he had no scriptural handles or no theology, but God visited him. And God sometimes goes way beyond mm -hmm. what we understand. So we really want to invite you throughout this series to be open to God doing something new mm -hmm. in your life something that you have not understood before or something you've never experienced before. Um, what we want to do is uh, even to say to you that we want to ask you, how open are you to knowing the Holy Spirit in a new way? Just want to ask you, how open are you to knowing the Holy Spirit in a new way? And, and we feel super grateful because we have many stories of... Uh, you know, supernatural. It was beyond natural. And we're going to be telling them through the series. And if you have one, we'd love you to send it to us. Because what we realize, friends, is we are not going to make it if we don't have encounters with God that are so much in the cells of our body that nobody can convince us differently. Honestly. Because people will argue scripture with you, they will argue doctrine with you, they will argue politics with you, but they can't argue your testimony. And if you have had an encounter with God, you'll go to your grave remembering that. That's true. Scott will never forget that he was healed mm -hmm. on that day. That will go to heaven with him. Yes. And oh, how we need to be open to what God might do for us. And what we want to say is, what is your story with the Holy Spirit so far? So... You know, even, here's what's going to happen to you guys. I'm not kidding you. If you actually talk to God about this stuff, you're going to remember stuff. You know, I, I was with a really logical brain, brainiac one day. And he's like, Claire, I'm just not a mystic. I'm just not a mystic. And I'm like, really? All right. And so then I start to tell him a couple of my mystical stories. And then he says, you know what's really weird? Something happened to me like that. I'm like, oh, you're not a mystic. So we had fun with that. And then I always called him a mystic every day after that. I want to ask, do you desire spiritual gifts? Friends, do you? God is willing and able to begin to offer some things to you that you need. Some of you need a prophetic word right now yeah. to know what to do next. Some of you need, uh, you know, a word of wisdom so that you don't uh, end up over there again, right? There are spiritual gifts awaiting. I'm going to invite the team to come. And I know many of us are not comfortable with mystery, and, and some of us are weird like me. And I, I'll just admit to you, I'm a weirdo, and, uh, and I'm proud of all of my weirdness. Anyway, um, sometimes I'll say, okay, I know you, uh, you're going to think I'm crazy when I tell you this, but I have to tell you my story. And, and so I'm going to. But I actually have been praying that we would have an outpouring of the Spirit. I've been praying that this church would experience the Spirit of God like we have never, individually and collectively. And so we were like, when Pentecost Sunday comes, the season of Pentecost, we're just going to be praying yeah. for people to encounter God in ways they have never done it before. Right. 
right? It's going to be different for all of you. I'm not saying any of you are going to be as weird as me ever. And maybe I'll get less weird. Maybe that will be the gift that God gives <laughs> to all of you. But I just want to say, can we be open to experience the God of heaven and earth, of stars and sky, of land and sea, of tidal wave? I mean, I'm just saying, I want to know God who is yeah. beyond my ability. And so this is how we want to pray in these closing minutes. We want to pray. I don't know if you want to light a candle. I don't know if you want to blow the candle out on your table again and relight it. I don't know what you're praying for, but God wants to meet us, friends, in ways that are like the book of Acts. We are living in Acts chapter 29. There's only 28 chapters in Acts, or is it 27? No, you're right. I'm good. Okay. See, it's good to have somebody who's got a left brain standing right next to you. You're close enough. I want to stand together. I, I want to stand or you can sit or whatever. I'm just saying, I want to pray, oh God, um, would you help us? Would you help us to be where you need us to be on this day? You know our yesterday and our tomorrow. And on this day, will you help us to pray a prayer that's honest? And when we consider the heavens, the works of your fingers, the earth and the sky which thou hast appointed, and that we know that you created human beings from the dust of the ground and that we are like stardust. We are, we are elemental and created from other creation. You have, you have done things way beyond our comprehension. Oh, God, may we be in awe of you so that we'd say, what is it that you'd like me to know, God, for the job I do, for the family that I'm in, for the people that I live next door to, for the person who's sick in my family, for the person who needs a word of encouragement. Ask God, what, do you, what is it you need me to do? Not what you need my friend to do. I want to be open to you, God. that friends come on you got a couple of minutes here to do business with God
blessing over you. God, we're praying for the hands that are raised to you, the hands that are open to you, the hands that are reaching out to you, God. We are praying that the same God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says is in you now, that you are partakers of the divine nature. And God, I pray that the divine nature that is spoken about in scripture would move through these hands for children who are troubled, for, for people who are scared, for people who have lost their faith, for people who are, they're, they're just reaching and they need answers, for people in our troubled world, for people with broken hearts. God, I'm praying that these hands be your hands, oh God, and that we would bring the message of Christ with us. Just feel it, friends. Feel the surrender of giving your hands to God. Just feel the surrender. Feel the openness. However you want to do it, you can open them. You can feel more comfortable low or high, but feel the reality of coming with open hands. Now you've done what you can do. Now let God do what only God can do. And so we bless you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May this week be filled with the activity of God's Spirit and every one of our lives. Let it be so, God. And let us be aware of how you're moving in us. You're moving through us. And you're moving around us, oh God. And give us courage. Give us courage to step out. Yes. To pray and seek and reach out. A, um, we have a homework assignment for you guys for this week. Um, so if you want to write this down or you can just check this out online later, but uh, just a handful of chapters in the scriptures we want you to read to get us ready for next week. So Romans 12, if you can read Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14, and Ephesians 4. Okay, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, and Ephesians 4. And we'll pick up our conversation there um, next week, okay? But I think that'll help kind of cultivate. Those of you online as well, make sure you're reading that. And then that'll keep your eyes open. Get us in a posture that we want to be in getting ready for next week. Sound good? God bless you Love guys. Love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Congratulations one more time for our graduates.